Witness in the Dark Chapter 6 A Restless Man Year 173 B.C. Vigilantis in Caelum It happened when little Vigo was six months old. It was February, and the day was cold and snowy, as could be expected in the mountainous region of northern Karma. Hapak lared up in his warmest clothes, which Epiphany had made for him, and braced himself to face the deceptively sparkling day. He gave his loyal dog some food and started the march out to see how the goats and horse were handling the weather. He turned his face back toward the wind and called, Come on, Carlin, and quickly turned again, gasping for the breath the wind had stolen. All right, he said to himself, it's one of those days. Hopefully the wind will die down later. He was a bit of a restless man and didn't fancy staying home all day. He found the stream frozen over, but with some effort, he broke the ice on the surface, revealing the source of flowing hydration that he had always been able to rely on. Soon the goats caught on and quenched their morning thirst, some of them using their large, heavy hoofs to broaden the opening. They didn't seem bothered by the cold, and Haypack was glad to be wearing the same woolly coat each of them wore. Thanks, guys, he said, rubbing one of them between the horns. I really owe you one. He paused thoughtfully and said, of course, it's because of you I'm out here in this weather anyway. The one he was petting groaned, seeming to nod in agreement, but really he just enjoyed being scratched between the horns. Meanwhile, Epiphany was very busy on bread duty. Vigo was fussy, which confused his mother. She had made sure his needs were taken care of before she started on the bread, so she didn't know what was the matter. She tried talking to him, singing, making faces, all the things he loved that could be done without neglecting the bread. But it wasn't cutting it for him. Gods, what is his problem? she whispered beseechingly. Her mind wandered as she kneaded the dough. Haypack had been spending more and more time away from home. He would grab his legends and hop on his horse to visit various neighbors, anyone who was willing to let him read to them and guide their understanding. Epiphany loved his enthusiasm and charismatic personality. She loved how he loved his legends, and she loved them too. But a spiritual weariness had been gradually gnawing of her, gnawing at her of late, and Vigo's unusual crying was putting her over the edge. All she wanted was to see Haypack come in and scoop up his son. That and to spend the rest of the day together, enjoying the simple sweetness of each other's company. When she was done with the bread, she went to Vigo's basket and picked him up. By now she had begun to worry that there could be something seriously wrong with him, so she checked him over but found no signs of illness of injury, illness or injury. Yet he continued whimpering, along with crying off and on. She gave him his little toy dog, but he wasn't interested. He was crying hard when Haypack came into the house, but as soon as he saw his father, he stopped. Hey, little guy, he said, waving as he obliviously walked past to change his clothes, Vigo's eyes following him. Epiphany sat there with her jaw dropped, waiting to see if Vigo was really done fussing. Was that all? He just wanted to see his dad. When he returned to the room and picked up his legends before sitting down next to Epiphany, she had to wonder. Honey, she asked, trying to keep the desperation out of her voice and sound merely curious. Are you going anywhere today? Yes, he answered matter-of-factly, 
absently flipping through the pages in his hands, and then, with more enthusiasm, the Hadassahs are interested in learning the legends. Isn't that great? That's the third family in a few months. Our mission here in Karma is really picking up speed now. He smiled, and she smiled back at him faintly. Well, don't be too excited, he teased. Then he asked, is something wrong? It seemed to Epiphany that it should be a simple question to answer. Why then did it feel so confusing? She had been wondering if there was something wrong with their baby until it seemed pretty clear for a moment that all he needed was more of his dad, a desire she and Vigo had in common. But now, with Hapak so excited about leading their Carmen neighbors to Gadriel, she felt guilty for wanting to keep her man at home. No, not really, she answered softly. I'm just being a fool. I've been wishing you could stay home more with me and Vigo. But what you're doing is noble and important, and I'm being selfish. I don't know. He's just been crying so much today. I guess it was the last straw, and it messed with my head. Well, he's not crying now, Hapak smiled. No, he's not, Epiphany said. And he just stopped as soon as you came in. I don't know what his deal is. Hapak laughed. Well, obviously, he likes me better. Isn't that right, little mister? Vigo giggled as he tickled him. But seriously, he spoke again. You and Vigo are my pride and joy. I'm honored to be the head of this family, and nothing is more important to me than you. I love you both, and that can never change. Don't worry, Piff. I'm not too busy for you, even if I am busier. No, I know, Epiphany said. It's just me. Life can't be perfect until the kingdom of light, and you're doing what you need to do. I should be more grateful. And that's when Vigo's gurgling and cooing formed clear sounds out of nowhere. A lie. It was faint and carried the tone of a question. But both of his parents heard it and looked at him in surprise. Then, a little louder, All lies. After a pause, Epiphany asked, Is that his first word then, already? Or words, whatever. A lie, all lies, she thought to herself. Maybe that doesn't count. Yes, it is, Haypack said joyfully as he scooped up his son, who jolted in surprise and looked with wide, startled eyes at his mother. He said, Leli, Haypack continued, holding him up in front of him and kissing his forehead. He's a perfect little Mirren already, and he could hardly wait to tell the Hadassahs how advanced his kid was.